Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, how are you? Welcome to episode 127 of the Property Magicians Podcast. If you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I am the host of the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. I'm the founder of Wealthy Money, and I'm the co-founder of the Property Magicians Stockfile and the Property Magicians Podcast. And with me is the other co-founder. <laughs> Hi there, Ben. I am Dr. Miranda, Prop Doc Mom. I am Prop Doc Mom on all the so my social yeah on all the socials prop doc mom facebook dr miranda underscore prop doc mom on instagram and on tiktok i am on tiktok you're on tiktok i tiktok wow i love it check me out on tiktok (laughs) it is the most it's the funniest thing i don't know how to do tiktok and i'm like oh Okay, I press here and then I put some news. Oh, it works. Oh, okay. So I do it by chance. <laughs> you TikTok I TikTok by chance. Uh, I TikTok by, by chance. It's fun. It's fun to try it out. And I've tried out several things and yeah, I'm navigating. So I am a property mentor um, for for or busy professionals, you know, teaching you how to get from fearful and anxious about buying or investing in property to getting to creating a passive income. And I'm very excited. I am working with two um, with two mentees who are professionals and just navigating this thing so nicely and easily. And when when they open their eyes to how much money they actually are making without knowing that they are doing um, property investing. Very, very Mm. excited about my journey. I am the co-founder and the co-host of this podcast and the co-founder of Property Magician Stockfell, the very one that allows you to invest in property without having to touch a piece of property. That's one way of investing in property and that's your start. We are on to deal seven, eight and nine. I kid you not, literally we have seven, eight and nine lined up deals. So for the month of August, we have set ourselves a target of raising 1 million rent. I ask every time I say that because I have no idea how it's going to happen. But we've, right. known, we've been known to be magicians and we are incredible at doing things that we don't plan too much. My co-host and my co-founder, my, my co-host and I, we do things. We get into it. We just say yes. We write down an intention and then it happens. As if I magic. So if you are one of those people who want to create magic with us, please join us on the Stockfella app. Stockfella app, you find it on your Play Store or on the Apple uh, App Store and you download it and join the Property Magicians Property Stockfell and start investing with as little as a thousand rand. If you are not in Lesotho, South Africa, Namibia, 
and you are unable to find Stockfella app and it doesn't work in your country, do not be afraid. You can still deposit your money directly into the property magician's um, bank account from whatever country you are in. We have got international investors in more than four continents right now. So let's get into it then. Do you want to tell us yeah. about the guest? Yes. Uh, did you tell them the website, the webpage that they could go to? The webpage <laughs> that you go to, if you do not find Stockfella app, please go to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell, wealthy-money.com forward slash S-T-O-K-V-E-L, Stockfell. Stockfell just means a collective of people who are investing together, crowdfunding, but it's Stockfell in South Africa. So, thank you so much, Nito. So, wow, guys, today's podcast episode, we have Tinigo. She is going to be talking to us about really what else you call it, but investing in property using your intuition and ancestral guidance. It is such a beautiful podcast, mainly because this is the first time that we've had someone come on this podcast and talk about a different way of strategy. I always yes. say that intuition <laughs> is strategy. Intuition yes. is strategy. And this is a prime example of that. So be prepared for a very, very different podcast. And for some people, I know people with gifts, they'll probably be like, oh, wow, this is what this means. Suddenly the penny may drop for you. Sure. Actually, that is that is so different. I hadn't thought of it that way. But she is an incredible host, um, a, a guest. She sounds like she made a disorganized journey. But take a listen. Let's not take away her magic. Yes, let us not take away her magic. Listen up, guys. Tiniko, welcome to today's show. So lovely to have you. Thank you so much. For having me. Ah, please, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Who do you, how do you define yourself as a soul and what do you do? Okay, um, my name is Tinyuk Omutileni. Um, currently, I am um, a businesswoman who has got... Um, uh, uh, three businesses under my belt, of which uh, is is one of them. But otherwise, I was born in in Winterfeld, um, in uh, agricultural area, where my father has um, uh, decided to buy a farm and uh, put his family there. I grew up there, I went to school there, and until I went to my university, where um, I acquired few um, papers, I can say a few papers, <laughs> in my, <laughs> in my um, uh, uh, 20s, in my older years, you know, from the 20s until the, the 30s. So yeah, that is my, my education. I'm... I've, my last education was a master's in business leadership. Oh. Um, 
which has, has yeah made me to 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 really you know think life in a different way i can say that sure. Sure. Um, sure. yeah that's so did you ever much. work did you ever work a 9 to 5 or are you still yes. doing the 9 to 5 with with the three businesses still yes i i did i i I worked nine to five for 22 years. Okay? Um, wow. I, I, I worked in the male-dominated industries. Hence, I'm a coach for women in the male-dominated industries as well. Mm. Um, so I've worked 22 years. But ever since I knew myself, I've always started a business of some sort, which I okay. used to call it a hustle. You know, mm. so I would work and I would hustle on the side. I would work mm. and hustle. The, the, the challenge is that, not a challenge per se, but the, the traditional idea at home with my mm. parents, like you need to go to school and you need to acquire your education and go and look for a corporate work and become a leader and get your pension and become happy. So that was the trend. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, funny enough, my father was a, a worker, you know, an academic, mm. and my mother on the other side was an entrepreneur, and she mm. had lived. so I I got firstly I was very angry when they couldn't teach me both, you know, worlds, you know, and mm. I was to being an academic and, and, and going to seek for a job. But on the other side, the business bug was always, always with me and I couldn't run away from it. But just because my parents believed in me going to work in a corporate world, they yeah. gave me a chance, you know, or they never oh. gave me knowledge about entrepreneurship and, 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 and using my to make money. Sure. So I've sure. always done that on my own. Yeah. Tell me <clears throat> tell me a bit about these businesses that you started. That's very interesting because you know someone that's listening to you and they're thinking, but that's me. So what are the examples of these businesses that you started long before sure. you got to real estate? <laughs> just just um, mention a few. Mm. I, I had so much failed businesses, hey. <laughs> so, mm. so the the I'm I'm a very good starter. I I don't I don't shy away from starting something when I get when I see the opportunity. So my mm. first business when I I remember clearly was an internet cafe. You know, so I started. Oh, that's nice. And, and I, you know, because I, I just started it because I had to do something. I had to do a business, you know. I I wanted this business, and you know, when I started it, I got money from SARS. You know, SARS. I I never. Okay. We need to 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 send a, a, our whatever to SARS, and then after they would refund us. So I got that money, and I went straight to buying internet cafe uh, um, equipment, and I started that, and it failed dismally. <laughs> and then I went on and started a logistic company, and I went on and started a, a board a Jabustone 
Um, products. But, yes, no, Dreadlock uh, Salon. I, I, I bought a franchise <laughs> with the Jabustop Dreadlock Salon. And I went on <laughs> to farming. Okay, farming is still with me because it's one of the businesses that resonated with me. So I'm oh, still nice. Um, but um, I think I also did. Oh, I also did a chef, a chef, um, chauffeur for for um, high level kids. You know, I was transporting high level kids with. BMW to crutches and schools and yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've done so many things eh, in my life. I think and when I think about it now, I, I get scared. Why did I do so many things like without even fearing? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of the things that that um I deem to see it as a strength. You know, because yeah. today I got to do this to start these three businesses that I'm busy with them now, that I resonate with them, that I like, that I, I, I you know, are sustainable, you know, everything, you see. Mm, mm. But how, mm. so uh, is any of those businesses, did any one of those get you to real estate? And how did you get to buy your first house? Did you even know that you're buying real estate as an investment or will you just buy a roof over your head? Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, in terms of real estate, I I didn't even know that there's the word real estate. Um, <laughs> the, like the, I don't even want to call it a strategy because at that time I was not thinking about the strategy. The only thing that I was thinking of was I need to have this side hustle and make money so that I can buy property, you know? <laughs> And yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I want to buy property. And and the, the main thing about property was like, I want to be free, you know, I want passive income, you know, I want, I want, I don't want to work hard, you know. I this nine seven to five is not working for me, you know. So I want property in order to be free. So <laughs> for me, when you want to at that time, 20 years back when you about real estate, I was like, what? Now I know I know houses, not real estate. <laughs> so that was uh, my thinking, my thought at the time uh, when I was buying my first house, you know, um, I was I was 24 years old when I buy my first house, I think. So wow. buying my house for the sake of uh, having passive income, you know, no, no mentor, no nothing, you know. So I was doing it out of the, you know, my head. You no, know? I trusted my head so much. When we talk about ambition, I was one of those yeah, people. Yeah. So <laughs> know? I know from the fireside chats, I feel like I've gotten to know you quite a bit. <laughs> From, yeah. the, from the wealthy money fireside chats. 
Um, yeah. You did talk about the fact that like you, you're not consistent with your businesses. We spoke about yeah. that last week and how to yeah. maneuver that inconsistency. But mm. so I want to go back to this interesting concept of your body offers house at 24. Actually, that is highly impressive, right? Mm, I don't even think is. I was thinking of home ownership at 24. So mm. you, buy, you buy your first house and then what was the trigger? Like, did you, when did you get your second house? And when did you think, because you bought the first house, but were you living at home? Was that why you were thinking passive income or did you move into your first house? Since you said that you were thinking passive income, that that house would give you passive income. You know, in my head, I was like, I'm going to buy this house and then I'm going to build a, 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 a <laughs> at the back. <laughs> and I'm going oh. to get my money from there, you know? Yeah. So what happened is that in after I bought the house, I think it was in 2008. Yeah, 2005. Mm. I bought the house or 2004, somewhere there. I bought the house. And um, unfortunately, my mom passed on in, in that same year. And so I was so down and I was so frustrated. And at work, you know, God works in mysterious ways. At work, yeah. they said to me, I must go to East London. I must go and open a yeah. factory in London. So yeah. then I said, yes, that's a good shot. That's I want to be around here because my mom is not here and all those things mm. on the other side I was like mm, I didn't get a chance to build a granny flat at the back but now I'm going to make sure that I rent the whole house so that I can get uh. it. You know? so my, my, my sisters were like are you gonna sell the house you just bought the house I was like no this is my first chance to own the the, the property, you know. So I'm to rent out that house, but you know what? Hey, then when I think about it now, I'm like, I if I had somebody who was holding my hand, then mm. I was a lot of money out of my house. But just because everything was happening out of my own head. And I was so excited and I didn't know the strategies around making money uh, from, from property. The only mm-hmm. thing that my tenant was the money to pay the house. You know? No. I just charged him that money. So for, for about 17 years, 16 years, oh. I didn't pay my house. You know? It what? was my tenant. You know? But... I should have, I would have made more if I knew that every year the rent increases and blah 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 and all those things you know all those nitty gritties of growing into the property and market. Sure. I should have known that. Then I would be somewhere at the moment. Oh. I'm grateful because here I am. I having a tenant paying my my first mortgage. I didn't pay my first mortgage. I just paid it, you know, four years. Then that was it. Somebody was paying it for me. Then I moved to East London. When I get to East London, the company was like, okay, we're going to rent a house for you and your children. I've got twins. So I was traveling with my kids because my mom has passed on. So I was like, 
what the 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 rent me no i want to buy a house and my boss was like, <laughs> you want to buy a house you don't even know the place you want to buy a house <laughs> i was like i'm gonna stay three months in that rental house of yours and i'm going to look for a house i'm going to buy a house and my boss but were was, they not paying your rent for you Yes, they were paying the rent for me. So I said to them, I changed my payment structure because I want this house. So I told oh, them, wow, I told them that amazing. you're going to give me the, the money and then I will find my own house that I want to buy. And at that time, at least my salary was allowing me to buy three houses, I think. So wow. I went to go and look for a house. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to stay in East London for eight years until my kids are grade 12. After that, I'm leaving and I'm going to rent out this house. Okay. Wow. That was the thinking. I don't even, don't even call it a strategy because I didn't know what was the strategy. <laughs> so I was just thinking that I'm going to stay in East London. <laughs> I'm going to stay there and then I'm going to just rent it out after that. But yeah. the the sad thing about my second house is that I had to buy it with my partner at that time. So okay. I and I bought it with the partner at that time. And when things were breaking up, and I had to sell that that oh. second the second house. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. and then so. When did you start thinking this thing of real estate though? So you still doing this and I hear you're not using a strategy, but when did it finally click? I hope it didn't take forever for you. It didn't take 16 years for you to be like, wait, that first property, I could actually be making a passive stream of income, a proper stream of income from it. And, uh, and I can actually buy other properties. When did it click that? this was a business that you could do. Okay. I, I come back home from East London and um, in my head, I've got this uh, 300,000 rent in my uh, pension fund. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, must they tell you, you must, you must invest it. You must do it. For me, pension fund is like, you know, I'd wait guys. I, I don't want to invest it. <laughs> And I want money. I want my money and I'm going to buy a house. That's it. <laughs> you know? So at that time, at least I now start, I'm now starting to research, you know. I'm now starting to find out what can I do. You know, for me, because of I lost that house in East London, it was, it, it, you know, it set me a little bit back emotionally, you know. And mm. in my mind, I was like, I'm going to look for another house, you know, it, it has to, somehow it has to happen. And my two houses, the one in East London was in an upmarket, you know, uh, area and the one in Springs yeah. also in the suburbs. So I told wow. you, you know what, when I buy houses in those upmarket areas, I mean, they are not, they're not giving me the money that I want, you know? So I, I love it. Else. So at that time, I researched township rooms, you know, and all those things. So lucky enough, I come back home and my cousin is in debt with his one house in the location. 
Then he approached me, you know, like Kazi. I, I mean, I'm in trouble. They're gonna just take my house. I'm, I'm in debt. The rates are hundred and fifty thousand. The people who are staying in the house, they are not paying rent, rent uh, uh, rates. And I'm like, okay, what must we? What What do you want to do? You know, in my mind, I'm so excited. I, I but I because she's he's a relative. I don't want to ambush him. I, I'm yeah. like. I'm like, what is it that you want to do? And then he's like, you know what? You need to buy that house. You know, you need, you have to take that house. And I think a day before he told me to buy the house, uh, her daughter, I dreamt about her daughter and her daughter was holding my hand, showing me the same house, you know? Oh, wow. the, the day after then my cousin said you must buy the house and I took all my savings you know what <sighs> I, everything I go to the bank I pay the rates I pay everything and I pay my 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 cousin the balance and we make arrangement that I'm going to pay him you know the the other money that is left the balance uh, uh, bit by bit yeah. I'm, I'm standing with this house in the location, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a better location is not that bad location. It's, a, it's in a, a better township, you know. Okay. So my mind, I'm going to make rooms and I'm going to rent them out to people. So it's a very bad. I don't want to rent a house. It's a forum, you know, those old forum houses. Yeah. So, uh, isn't it going to, 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 okay, my daughter said to me, I've got twins. So one daughter was staying in Springs and the other one was like, mama, Mina, I'm going to stay in Sushanguve because I work in, in, in Centurion. So oh, I said, okay. my child is not a problem. You can stay there, but this is my investment. I'm going to make sure that build rooms and then I'm going to rent out to people. So... That was my breakthrough into real estate, you know? I asked my my brother to come and help me because he's working in, you know, in a, I don't know what they call them, but real estate agents, yeah. So I asked him and say, you know, you need to come and assess and and, and help me to uh, um, rent out these rooms. And, And he agreed. How many rooms did you build? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five rooms in that, wow. in that area, you see. Did they have so, their own bathroom? Give us more information. We love this. Do they have their own bathroom? Okay. At How first, did it work? The, the first three rooms, because it was my experience, you know, um, yeah. I, I've worked in, in the brick, in the manufacturing of bricks for 22 years. <laughs> so, wow, really? What, so I've got these bricks and I know about bricks. I know about architecture. I know about, uh, uh, wow. I know about all those things, né? but I don't know about building. And I forced myself to because I'm next to TUT, you know, the university. Yes. Mm. I told yes. myself that it is the rooms for the, the, the school children. For students. For, for students, students yeah. yeah. So I told myself that I'm going to just build rooms 
and then the showers and the toilets will be outside. You see? Yeah. So mm. I built those three rooms and then yuck, I, I realized that students are not good for renters. They, they do everything. Then I'm like, I'm going to change now. I'm going to uh, rent out to uh, workers. You know, we are next to spa. Uh, good space, you know. So I'm like, I'm going to rent out to, to workers. But workers, they want the toilets and the showers inside. But my three rooms doesn't have that. Okay. I get over it. I said, anyway, I'll find whatever, whoever wants to stay in those rooms, it's fine. But the other two rooms, I'm going to make sure that they've got showers and they've got a, a, a toilet inside. Then I started building those, those other two with showers. So you built a bachelor. Yeah. You know? oh. <laughs> so my, 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 my experience, very, yeah. Casual, let me put it. <laughs> I like that. It's very organic. It's like, um, yeah. oh, let's yeah. try this. Oh, okay. No, let's put some curry. Oh, no. Uh, maybe turmeric. Okay. <laughs> so I, exactly so in, in that list, I, I decided to, to go and utilize the land, you know. So I get, I because my father has left the farm. So I'm like, most. Land is also property, you know, so <laughs> going to utilize my, my, my father's land, you know, I, I get into farming, I, you know, I do all the farming stuff. And then at some time, I realized that my mom has got, had uh, built the, the boys' rooms, you know, all, in all ah, the, yes. the boys' rooms. Yeah. I started renting out the boys' rooms as <laughs> You know? I love so it. yeah, that's how I, you know, I, I don't know, but it, it's very exciting for me at the moment uh, because I, I didn't struggle and I don't, I don't really owe much uh, in my properties because at the moment um, I'm also including the farmhouse, you know, um mm. everything is paid up i think i'm left with two years in one property something like that so wow. in my mind i never wanted to owe a property for for 20 years you know i always wanted to buy cash yeah. i always wanted yeah. to make things easy for me you know yeah, mm. yeah. oh that yeah. is amazing <laughs> I love I love the organic way of tell us about this farming. Was the farming also organic? If the spinach was growing, you grew the spinach and then you know what? you plant something else, or did you concentrate on a on a crop? Mm. Yo, Miranda, the farming was I, I've lost about three hundred thousand in the farming. Sure. It was, it was, yeah. some, it was this thing of me getting into something and, and, and not getting <laughs> enough information, but wanting to do that thing, you know? So I came mm. from London and, um, you know, the, the farm was very strange because I feel like my parents wanted me to go back to the farm. Yeah, of course. So, um, I kept on having this homesickness and everything and everything I stayed in my, um, when I came back from East London, my children 
decided to stay in their own houses and everything. And I stayed with my sister. And uh, three weeks into uh, staying with my sister, uh, I packed my bags and I left. I went home to Winterfell because there was no one there. And my sister called me, how, what happened? I said to her, you know, there's a taxi there. It's making noise every day at four (laughs) o'clock. So I don't want to hear that noise. You know, yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. stay in the in the township, you know. Yeah. And then my sister said, Ah, when you are a Sangoma, you are just having your spiritual things in jail. So yeah. <laughs> you to go yeah. back home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I and I got home. My sister stays in the same farm, in the same yard, mm. but she's got her, her own house. Uh, just a little bit far away from my parents' house, but it's yeah. the same farm. So yeah. um, she's busy with the uh, broilers, the chickens. So she was busy. Oh, nice. And then my sister said to me, hey, you need to start farming. The government is going to help you, you know? So start <laughs> and do it. Make sure that you farm so that when they come here, they're going to help you. And I was like, good shot. This is what I want. That is just the I beginning the of a disaster. What <laughs> the chickens. I built the coops. I did everything with the money that I had. Oh, my God. Then the chickens started dying. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Then they started oh my dying. God. My my whole batch of chickens, they started dying. And oh, I oh, at that time. Uh, for me, I was like, oh, they're dead. Okay, it's fine. No problem. <laughs> another crop. <laughs> you know? Another crop of uh, another batch <gasps> of the layers this time. Because I started with the, the those ones that oh. are made. So then I went on, I said, okay, I'm going to do the layers, the ones that are making eggs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> buying those ones. Ah, those ones were good for me, Shem. They were so good for me. Oh, wow. The government came Great. in and checked that I'm farming and everything. And then they were they started helping me. So every year the government is 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 helping me after I've applied. They they mm chickens and the feed and, and everything just to boost your your capital, you know, to start up again. Oh, so they give you chicken they and do. feed? Yes. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. It's a very good program. Yeah. Yeah, that's so nice. So, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, still, so I'm still in farming at the, in the layers at the moment, but um, yeah, you know, I feel so bad about the way I do things. I started with the sheep. You know? So, I all of a sudden... Sheep. Yes. Wait, wait. Nico, don't be too quick to, to okay. rush it over. So, you started with the sheep before the poultry family. Get into the story. I no. Story. Oh I had the chick. I, I have got the chickens, ne? So in my mind, I'm telling myself, I want to diversify the farming. So I went, in fact, I dreamed about the goats and the ships. So Ah. then I went and bought the ships. I was like, okay, I will buy the ships. Then I went and bought (laughs) four ships. After 
dreaming. The government gave me 20,000 rands. It was last year, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They gave us 20,000 rand. I said, oh, you parents are very good. So you are giving me money to buy your ships. So I went and bought those. <laughs> you know? So I stayed with the, with the ships. I think I bought four ships. Yeah, three females and one male. I stayed with the ships. I don't know how to vaccinate them. I don't know how to do whatever. Uh... I just bought them and put them in there and then left them. And then my ship died. Oh, oh no. It died. No. And oh. then I was like, okay, now I need to start finding out about, <laughs> about how to farm with animals because now I'm seeing flames again. You know? yeah. <laughs> I went oh, to, my, my to my uncle. My uncle is a very big animal farmer. I went to my uncle and then she, he, he decided to coach me where, uh, to... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I love it because um yeah. I love this because for me this is why this mm-hmm. is so lovely because it's like I can see how you're using your ancestral gift to yeah. lead you. Right? Yeah. And your uncle is an animal farmer. Can I ask why it took you a while before you went to him to ask for mentoring? Okay. Um I think it's because of um, I was not in the mind of, you know, um, asking for help, you know. I, I yeah. thought I needed to do something first. And then yeah. if I see that it is working, then I can go help. You understand? Yeah. So I was in, I've That's always been in this mind. Sorry? I said, I find that very, very fascinating because a lot of people think that. They think that you ask for help when something is working, but it doesn't make mm. sense because you need help when a thing is not working or when you're starting it. That's when yeah. you need help the most because what's the point of help when something is already working? You know, the, the, the other thing that made me to have this mind it's the banks, you know, they, because they will, they will tell you that they want to see that you can do something before they help you, you they know? Do. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, so I always had that thing in my mind when I go to somebody and I've got nothing to show, what's, how is he going to help me, you know? Uh. So I started and then I went to him and then he was like, okay, now that you've got this and this and this, then it's fine. I can, I can help you to, you know, to move forward with your family. Yeah. Yeah. And can you share with us what he's, what you've learned from him under the mentoring? Okay. Um, you know, with, with animal farming, it's always about when to vaccinate. How do you know that the, 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 the animals are pregnant? How do you prepare for them? The medication that you need to give every certain period of time. So mm. that kind, he's experienced in terms of animal farming. So yeah. I had to mix that with uh, the, 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 the new knowledge of farming because my, my uncle is just an experienced somebody who happened to uh, have inherited animals from the, the, the my grandparents you see 
And wow. okay. my father was a farmer as well. My father had uh, everything, every animal in the, in the, you know, the one that you can think of black people are farming, you know, but wow. before he died, he sold those animals because um, they were thieves, you know, they were, you know, they were like uh, harassing him, you know, yeah. so he sell the, the animals and and he died when he died we only had chickens you know mm-hmm. wow so this is fascinating Tinuko. are you guys planning to add crops to the farming experience or is it just animal farming for now no i do spinach uh spinach ah. um cabbage but mostly i do spinach because um it is easy to plant spinach and uh, at Winterfeld, our our soil it's it's rich. You know, you can plant anything there. So, but wow. spinach grows very well. And um, I do sp- I farm spinach because it it converts into quick cash. You know, so when I need oh. a, a quick cash, then I know people are going to come and buy it and then it's going to be finished. And the next week again, I can sell it, you know, things like that. So that is my strategy at the moment. I can call it a strategy <laughs> for a, a cash cow, you know, it's, spinach is a cash cow, you know. I, I would never have imagined who you would know? have sunk it. And I love, love spinach. Like, I can't even, I didn't know this, that it was a cash cow. So do you have regular customers or um, do you sell directly to individuals? Do you sell at uh, farmer's markets or corporate? Uh, do you sell to local shops? How do you do this? No, I, I sell it to customers who are coming to the farm. First, I, I used to, um, you know, take it with my bikey and go and sell it to the you know, the, the women who are standing next to the roads in front of checkers and all those things, it was an informal yes. market. So yes. petrol prices and everything, then I decided, why don't I uh, 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 advertise, you know, on social media and customers come to the farm and buy from mm. the farm? It was an easy uh, process for me to do that. I advertised once and we had run out of spinach, you know, just first time when they started coming to the farm. And then it's just continued ever since. It just continued ever since. Wow. Wow. Okay. You're a poster child for spinach, guys. (laughs) Spinach (laughs) is where it's at. Like, wow, this is amazing. And how does the cabbage sell? The cabbage, I had to stop it. I was doing it before, but I had to stop it because it is very heavy and mm. have a lot of profit. When you go and sell it, when someone comes and buy it, they need to come with a truck or something, you know? Like, it doesn't yeah. have a lot of profit, yeah. So, for me, oh, wow. it's not working well. So, I think I planted the last 200 now. Yeah, the last 200. So I'm okay. gonna, and then I'm done. So I will concentrate on the, the spinach and the spring onion. So that's another product that another uh, a veg that um, people like the spring onion. Hmm. 
Who would have known? Wow. So how, um, my last question, because I noticed that I'm hogging the line. I don't don't know what questions Lisa has, but I wanted to also ask, um, how did you find out about your crop farming? Was it also just through trial and error or did someone tell you choose spinach? How did you land on spinach as one of the crops that you wanted to farm? Trial and error. (laughs) (laughs) I just planted I remember my garden was so big Uh, I planted everything I planted the spinach, the beans um, potatoes so I I planted almost everything in one year I planted whatever the crop for that season I used to plant it you know oh my goodness I was like okay now I need to concentrate on one or two products, mm. not do all this. Then mm. I saw the spinach was coming out very well and the spring yeah. coming out very well and the cabbage. Then I concentrated on the three and now I'm going mm. to one and, and just do the, the two. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of a person who likes to experiment, you know? I don't... I don't <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a weakness because I I lost money, you know, but on the Mm. other feel I feel better because I know what works and not and and, exactly not working, you know. Rather than reading a book or somebody telling you that Mm. this is going to work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you may have found that if you read somewhere. And someone had said this would work for you. There are things that work for other people that just don't work for you. You yeah. know, it's really, really true. It's a combination of factors. Like mm-hmm. I know I, I want, like I love the idea of crop farming, but I want nothing to do with livestock. Because mm-hmm. for me as a vegan, I just feel like there's already so many things that so many ideas I put into that which would limit the ability for me to farm livestock for a while, right? And I can truly say I am the biggest block to that. It's not the livestock. So we are all very, very different. For someone else listening here, they'll be like, cabbage, cabbage is my cash cow because they found a way to make it work and they've got truckers coming, buying a mass or something. So this is really, really important and I think extremely um, phenomenal that you're talking but about that, the experimentation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you need to so true. Works for you. So true. In 2014, you know, 2014, I remember this young man, he's since passed, may his, role, his soul rest in peace. He, he came to a friend of mine. He worked at the bank together into a friend of mine and borrowed 20,000. And she asked me for 10,000 because she only had 10,000. And, and I think I got back something like 18,500. And she was like, I'm going back to the Eastern Cape, going home. And I get them, the, 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 the mothers from the village to plant on my father's land. And because it's winter now and cabbage is a winter crop, um, I'm going to make 700,000. Don't worry about it. If you've got 100,000, actually, you can, just, you can just invest it with me. So we looked at each other. And I'm like, I don't know this guy. At least whether you know him from Eastern Cape, I don't. But let me give him, 
the 10,000. Let's see. And what am I thinking at that time? None of what you are talking about. I'm not thinking crop farming or anything. And he said he used to only do it in winter, guys. Only in winter. And he would make 700,000 from He would make, yeah. And he says, you see this baki I'm driving in Joburg. I go and buy Ipakiyama cabbage, he would call it. Ipakiyama And like literally, he would he would make, he says, I only do one goal. I'm like, okay, we are changing the wife's car next year. All right. Mm. So from the crop once, that's it. I'm going to buy hair. And that's what he used to do. And, yeah. and wow. only on cabbage because... Those days, okay, Nizo, we kind of lost you there. Hi, Nizo, can you please repeat that? You said just only on cabbage because? Yeah, I'm saying only on cabbage because he said those village ladies that lived around his, his dead land, um, they only knew how to farm cabbage. So wow. he would leave the land to lie dormant during the summer and rest the soil or whatever. And mm. that's what he did. And all of us, we watched him. We watched him work at the bank and have these nice cars and he would buy them cash. Mm. 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 Wow. Yeah. wow. Farming is farming it's it's very it's very um good, especially now, hey. Especially now, um, because um you know the way the world is turning, we need to make a plan and and make food ourselves, you know. So farming is yeah. one of the industries that will never fail, <laughs> you know. So they will always be like it's like real estate, you know, they will yeah. never fail. So um, I, I, I'm concentrating now, I want to buy land. So I want to buy a lot of land, um, you know, so that I can be able to continue with the farming, you know? Oh, wow, that is amazing. So out of interest, because we love talking about the use of land on this podcast and we haven't done nearly enough podcasts on the use of land as we've always wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Tinuko, did you, do you find farming in your experience? Cause you've also got the township properties and now you're doing the farming. Do you find it to be more profitable? Yes. Farming is very much profitable. Um, but it's highly risky, you know, okay. yeah. it's highly risky, but it's, it's profitable. Yeah. Um, when, when, when chickens die, when chickens have got a, a flu or a disease of some sort, yeah. it's much rare that you can save 50% of those chickens, you know? Yeah. Sure. It's very risky, but it's, it, it's also profitable when you um, when it know works. Yeah, how, to, how to run the cost and everything. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is absolutely incredible. incredible. I had... No clue about farming being that profitable. Incidentally, mm-hmm. on, on, on Saturday, we are recording this after a Saturday, having spent a Saturday with the women in Stockwell. And one of the women is running a farming Stockwell. She's an mm-hmm. engineer. 
She's a chemical engineer wow. who works as a business analyst. And she runs a cooperative of poultry farmers. Mm, she knows how to organize. She knows data. And she knows how to run the numbers. And she got uncles, mummies, and whoever. And she's got a cooperative. Amazing woman. I can't wait to have her on the podcast. Because, wow. guys, there is... And what your, your parents left. And... You know, when you look at, I mean, I, I, I grew up at a university next to, to Winterfeld and one of my families that I took care of as a medical student was in Winterfeld. Winterfeld just looks dry and there was no water for, for a long time, right? And there was wow, no where is Winterfeld? Sorry, Misa. Winterfeld is outside of Soshanguve, you you get oh it. okay yeah and it, it used to belong to the northwest before yes. before the ah. so it was just left to dry even the Tatsona government didn't take care of winter mm. so we were allocated families there we had to like bring them water we mm. would bring a mobile clinic to them and when you look at it you just like dry winterfeld yo i don't want to be in winterfeld shame there was no infrastructure for a long time. And mm. look at what your parents left you. You know, mm. look at that. Hey? It's very important, hey, because um, I think, um, okay, I'm, I'm the last born at home. Oh. And I've got this ancestral gift, you know, as a yeah. healer. Yeah. And my parents wanted me to go back, you know, and save they their did. place. And I couldn't mm. say no, you know. But mm. when I think about it, my father has every structure of farming. He, we had a borehole, we had a house, we had a bathroom, we had a, a, a place where we can do um, package and do every. So my father has everything. Wow. And I went there wow. and, it and I'm like, but what kind of a business do I want? You know, because yeah. this that I need to take care of, you see. Mm. So yeah. As I sit down and think about it and being the business person that I am, um, I, I decided that, you know what, I'm now going to do businesses that are related to my ancestors. I went and, and find out what were my ancestors doing and everything and who yeah. were they. Mm. Yeah. And only to find out yeah. farming was one of those things, you know? Yes. To do the farming, you know? So I'm, I'm happy. Because it's in your blood. This is yeah. what people don't understand. When we talk about going back to understand ancestral gifts, this yes. is something that is in your blood. No one has to teach you how to do things. Like I tell people, yes. you know, I haven't had to learn how to do a lot of this healing stuff. And yes. a lot of the stuff that I even do when I talk to trauma people, they always like, how do you know this stuff? Like we're still trying to figure it out in, yes. the, in the, like in the trauma space. So it's like, how can you not know that stuff? Like it's, because it's coming through. And my mother has told me even the womb work and the stuff that I do in trauma, she's like, this is exactly what your grand aunt and my, and you, what her grand aunts and her great grandmothers used to do. So she's like, you're just putting it in a nice English, in a way that yeah. can, you know, you're just packaging it and wrapping said? it so that like, or, you know, Western people can get it, but you're yeah. just putting it yeah. nicely in a way that yeah. is like now, she said, you're putting it in a more educated manner, yeah. you know, yeah. but 
We each Nothing. have gifts. And mm. I love that you're doing this, Tinigo. Yeah, I um, love it too. I have, a, I have yeah. an interesting question, right? And this is based mm. on Mizo always talking about May Master Hayes, right? I'm listening to you, right? And I'm thinking, how has it been with your siblings? You are the last born, you go back home, you take over the farming. Has, how did you guys discuss that? Your other sibling has the other half of the farm. How do you maneuver that? How was it decided that this is okay <laughs> and it didn't have any fights or drama? It, it, it had a lot of fights, hey? <laughs> it had a lot of fights because, um, okay, here I am, young as yeah. I am, and I, yeah. I'm coming, in a way, I'm coming to take over the neighborhood, you know? I'm coming mm. over there. Everything that my parents have built. Okay, so lucky enough, my father has written a letter before he died. It was wow that I need to take over the property, the house itself, you know? So everybody knew about it. Everyone knew about it. And wow. the other side, I'm that ancestral wife, you know, Musaid Wabadim, the wife. So I was, I, was, I was chosen to be that kind of a person. So there's no any other way I have to take the house. You understand? Yes. I'm that ancestral wife who doesn't, who, whom I'm not going to get married, you know? So yeah. I. Uh, so it was it was rather a rough patch at the beginning, but yeah. now they understand that I'm doing everything for everybody in the family. You understand? Yeah. But the cooperative, um, so they and they must they understand that I don't want to 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 die and leave the place the way my father left. You know, left yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I have to do something so that the next generation can be able to continue and do something, you know? Sure. Yeah. They understand is that everything that I do, I mean, it, it was pointed to me to do that. It's like my me being in the male-dominated industries, I mm -hmm. am a woman who is one of the ancestors in the family who was the strongest, he was, she was leading the clans. She was, when they go and fight, she would come back with more uh, people that have died in her hands, you know, than anything. And so she was a very strong woman. So I embody that woman. So for me to be that ancestral wife, it's because of that woman. So me, dominated industries, it was started, it started from there, me embodying that woman. Then oh. Come back home because my parents are there. You know, everything I was directed, you know, even if I was blindly, but I was there. I sit down now, I'm like, everything that I've done, I dreamt about it and I go and start yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know? yeah. okay. Yeah. So, Tiniko, I am, I am fascinated because as you were talking, um, um, I wrote down there is some order in this thing that looks disorganized. There is mm. actual order in what you have mm. just said, right? There mm. is nothing that happens by chance here. Yeah. 
it it looks it looks crazy and mad also because for you you also didn't understand where you were going with it right you you have always been gifted you were always gifted businesses you were gifted money and you were gifted the talent of starting things yes so yes there is just so much order in this disorganized mm. nature of yours it is it is incredible so it is actually quite beautiful but like i love it i love it Tell and you that's why you didn't that's... need that's why you didn't go to mentors because the mentors mm. were there already right <laughs> because <laughs> when we ask other people there's a question that we ask everyone so who are your power team yes <laughs> you know who are your power team your power team has been the dreams and the guys were always yeah. there you've always had the beings mm. talking to you mm. my goodness this is and to oh. go and i feel like to do like misa has observed this even with me like for me to go to a coach before i have fully heard the full download it just doesn't work you know yeah. it's like even when i sign up with someone is because i woke up i found this person and i don't even ask many questions it doesn't matter yeah. how much they cost i just go you know i'll just be like ah i'll see in front like this is what i'm doing and i'll get whatever i need to get there yeah. i don't even know often what it is that they do i just show up i show up for a few of their stuff i'm like oh no this sounds right it's in line with me and i do it but to i think what miso is saying is that like the power team is also the ancestors yeah. and i don't think yes. we've ever spoken about this on this no, podcast of course in the money magic podcast we talk about that but mm-hmm. i think that we we always felt like real estate was i don't know why we've never ever spoken about this nobody ever came here and spoke about it but this in itself is a powerful power team yeah. right it's incredible wow. from the ground and they always they always put um you know activities in front of you you know like okay. always give you that dangle that carrot and say yeah. you're going to go here now you're going to go here you know always so i was very i was very lucky to accept you know everything when my father said you're the ancestral wife i never said no me uh uh-uh, i want to get married i was like okay it's fine no problem as long as i can have a partner and i've got my children i don't have a problem i accepted that you know when they yeah. said go home and fix the house i went and fixed the house you know so everything i'm i'm that kind of a person who 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 doesn't like to who accept everything especially when it comes funny mm. You know, I just accept and humble myself mm-hmm. and start that thing the way I need to start it. Um, recently, I, I I I left my um, I lost my contract uh, where I was uh, in the brick making industries, and I was like, okay, it's fine because I know there's something that I need to do. You know, in front. Yeah. The, so you 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 really need to accept all the time. You need to accept. whatever that the carrot that they're dangling in front of you and then trust them. that's a big thing you need to trust that power team that is not visible you know that's the thing mm. that's the thing i oh my goodness this is <laughs> incredible and this morning it's a highly touched oh, i have to say this I have to, 
I have a lump in my throat. Just this morning, the podcast I was listening to, a white woman who was talking to how how crazy she's always, she's always called herself a mutant. You know, she's like, I've always been different. I've always known that there are beings beyond this world. And I've always spoken to things that are not there, right? And, mm. and they are not there for everyone else. But right now, I feel like the most normal human person because I've always known all these things. That And she's a white woman. So she says, you know, I would just sit there and I'm like, there's a song I heard. And her mother would be saying, what song? Where did you hear it? Are you crazy again? And she would start singing a song with a melody, proper, all the words and everything. It was so incredible. So now you you scare me when you say that because she was saying exactly that. She says, there's never been a time where I didn't know that there were beings, well, number nice. one. And when, yeah. something, when something is lost or when I lose something, I've never mm. not known what to do next because yeah. everything would, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, this is yeah. how I feel. I, I can't. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I know. You are awesome. I love it. I really love, I it. love I really. it. So we've spoken about the, I don't know about you then, but I, I just love also the use of land because we don't talk mm-hmm. enough about the use of land. And um, I want you to tell me, is it, is it the size of land that determines how much livestock you can have or mm-hmm. is it because that's what came to you that's what came to you now you have livestock yeah it's, it's the size of of the land but mm. uh, if you have got enough money the size of the land it, it's not a problem because you can still farm in two hectares you can farm a lot of cows in two hectares using the new technology of farming you know oh wow so it's it's not that, but um, I feel like I, I'm I'm such an a, a natural person, an organic. So I want I want my 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 animals to to just eat everywhere, you know. If eat organic, <laughs> you know. So that is why I am um I'm contemplating into buying land, and there's there's a lot of vacant land. Hey, people doesn't value, yeah. you know. No, People do. doesn't value land. We we stay in the suburbs. We 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 don't want to understand our roots. We don't mm. back and do what we are meant to do. We understand. Mm. I've got my you know I've got so many degrees under my belt, but they are working for me now for my businesses. You understand? Yeah. yeah. So. It's very, very important. I can, I, I was like telling my children, you I want to do my PhD. And they were like, for what, mama? For what now? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I think it's a traditional idea. My father said I must be a doctor, so I have to do it. You, <laughs> yeah. <have> to do. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I learned these days, it's, it's very, very important. We need to teach yeah. children to go back to our roots mm-hmm. and then and what is it that is feeding us? The land is feeding us. Exactly. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but if you've got a chance and you've got 
mindset and you've got the heart, then go and try something on land, you know? It's yes. Go and try yes. something on land. Yeah. Oh, I so, so love this. I, I love like that you it. said this. Because like in villages, there's so much land and so many properties now that are just being abandoned and vacant <laughs> because people like your parents will leave you the house but it's in the village and like what the children do they leave the house the land that it's on everything and they go to the city right and I speak like this knowing that this is a big thing that is happening in my maternal line right but like this is stuff, and then nobody takes care of the of the house. Nobody takes care of that land. It's just sitting there, and then we go and we struggle in cities, right? We go and we fully, fully go struggle in cities. Meanwhile, in cities we, we have land where we can feed ourselves. You don't have to live in the villages, but I think at least going to take care of that land, to farm it, to make sure that it feeds you. It can literally start to feed you and create an extra stream of income. The house is the house that can be rented out. But we just abandon everything, you know, because we've been told that cities are the way to go. Yeah. You know, I listened yeah. to the other guy, the spiritual guy, I can't, someone, somebody, somebody, and he was about um, taking care of the land that your parents have left for you. Yeah. Like, that piece of land, that house, that, that family house is the one that is going to birth all your gifts, you know? Wow. And then it's so true because I check my, my, my parents' house at the moment. It's, it's clean. It is nice. I've got a very big garden and everything. And everybody who wants to feel grounded Go to the house now. Before I was the- about to say that it's about yeah. grounding. So this is yes. why I've often been reluctant to say to people, sell your mother's house, right? And then even as you hear me now, I'm talking about the village and looking after the house and looking after the land. Yes. Because some things it's about spirituality and we yes. are a very deeply spiritual people. Mm-hmm. You need to know where you are from. You need to have a place that you can go to even when mm-hmm. things are bad. And I think of the amount of times that even though my mom and I's relationship is not always on the best of terms, mm-hmm. we get along. But like every time when I've had like my biggest issues, I go home. I go yes. home, I get triggered, I cry, I fight with her. But I go home, I sort myself out and I leave. I go to my my paternal grandmother's house, my dad's mother's house. It's just... Mm-hmm. I just instinctively, even after my grandmother passed on, I would go there and not go to my father's house. That's where I would go be and lay myself down, you know? So these are the two places where I go for grounding. And I have seen exactly what you've said. People go back to these places to ground, get themselves back together and then leave. I've seen, so I do think a lot of stuff, it's not always about the money. It's also the fact that like our money also comes from understanding who we are. And as Oprah always says, whose you are, who yes. do you belong to? Who are yeah, your people? To. You know, yeah. 
So I always feel like this is so, so powerful. This is why I'm always very clear. My mother has actually made my sister and I promise that no matter what happens, we mm -hmm. will never, ever sell the house in the village. You yes. know, and I've agreed, you know, I'm like, there's no reason to if I've got other things, because this will one day be a grounding place for my sister and I's yes. children. Mm. Mm. It's true. Hey? It's very true. Mm. When there was a time where I, I went back home and I was writing a book. Ne? And yeah. you can't believe that night only. I wrote close to 30 pages one night at home, you know? Yeah, I and believe. Every time when I go home, I will just bring up, you know, something will just be revealed in me, you know? Mm. And so much peace, you know, when I'm home, I, even if it's for an hour, I will get so much peace in my heart and I will be rejuvenated. Wow. And go out and do whatever that my crazy head <laughs> me to do. <laughs> I'm yeah. often triggered at home, but I do agree that I won't sell the family property because I do feel there is something. I can't explain it. I do feel that grounding. I see how my sister also goes home. There is that. And I see it without a shadow of a doubt at my our grandmother's house where my Aunt Rachel is now the one looking after it and taking care of it. I don't understand, but we all, no matter what happens, there's like an unspoken agreement. Mm. All family events are not going to happen at the swanky suburban places. Yeah. The important family events, we are That's all just going home. straight there. there. It's just unspoken. There's an understanding. That's yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, oh. man. I don't know. I think I think I think we've done on this one. Hey, we we yeah. have done the use of land and and what yeah. what it means. And when we've always said on this podcast that ownership, people mustn't ask us what we are gonna do with land, guys. Mm. <laughs> it's just <going> home. <laughs> Some yeah. people, no one must ask us what are we gonna yeah. do with the land when we when we have it. We we just going home. That's yes. That's we're going be. home. We're going, we're going to home. sit. Even if there's no house, we're going to put up tents and we're Absolutely. going to sit. We're going to patla. We're going to do yes. our rituals to our ancestors. Yeah. Can we just so this idea yeah. that like we need to explain what we need, what we're gonna do with land where our ancestors have been buried? Yeah. It is very insulting. I we find it very insulting. Them. We're going to reclaim what is ours, our connection to the land, mm -hmm. because that's where our people are buried. That's where they are resting. So True. the land to us is sacred. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, I'm, I'm full. I don't know about you. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next segment, guys. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Yay. So, well, guys, welcome to Magical Feedback. And as usual, Miso is going to start us off with her takeaways. I have loved this podcast so much. It's so different. It is so different. <laughs> My, so let me tell you, 
my takeaway is a takeaway of for specifically made for mentors. My takeaway um, is around how she seems very disorganized as an investor. Mm. She seems very disorganized. And it is the kind of thing as property mentors that we teach that you need to get organized before you start investing so that you don't have too, many, mm -hmm. too much to clean up. But Diniko had to have this disorganized. There's order. There's actually an order to her madness. Yeah? Yes. And for me, it is a learning as a mentor to say, I can impart as much as I do, but I must always remember that actually everyone brings themselves, their being, whoever they are, to the mentorship and to allow that space as a, as a, as a, as a mentor. So that's such a big takeaway for me. There's order to the madness. There actually mm, is order to the madness. That. Yeah. Yes, there is order to the madness. Love, love that. Love it so much. So, wow. Okay, what is my first takeaway? My first takeaway was just like how to go, um went to how she uh, bought her first house actually that for me is just really really fascinating right sweet? and then like because she even said because she didn't go looking for extra information she didn't know no right so the fact that she never ever hiked up rent every single year that for me is fascinating right it's that you genuinely don't know what you don't know right and exactly. guys when you started yes i'm a big believer in intuition working with ancestral gifts but i also love um saying to people i always say to people surround yourself with other people in yeah. that are doing what you want to do in the industry it's so funny even here in mexico i'm living with a woman who's a real estate investor she's bought so much land in puerto uh, this is an apartment building she owns and she charges, I was telling me, I was like, do you know she charges like 25,000 rand per unit? So she's got about <laughs> units that she rents out. It's 125,000 rand per unit. And these are two bedroom units. So my whole point is to say, surround yourself like, as you start the journey, like now Tiniko is like saying, wow, had she known, one of her takeaways from that was that had she known what she knows now, her journey would have been, uh, she would have been able to utilize so much of yeah. that knowledge to grow so much quicker. So my first takeaway is that it took her, she never hiked up her rent because she didn't know. And now I would think that increasing the rent year on year is something that everybody knows. So guys, That's increase your rent <laughs> and find out if you don't know what's happening with the rent, go find out what other people are doing with the rent. Uh, do they increase it? Do they, uh, are they keeping it constant in this economy? What are some tactics that you can use with um, rental income, with even your properties? Get that information. Absolutely. Absolutely. My next takeaway, Ben, is again a mentorship um, takeaway that every business, watch every business that she started, someone had done it before her, right? And mm. they are all lucrative businesses. Mm. She spoke about buying a franchise of Jabu Stone 
um, Jabstone does African hair and African hair products only, right? That's where and my 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 own African locks were started at Jabstone. You started there so, with Jabstone. Yes. Yes. Wow. So Jabstone Jabstone specialized um dreadlocks, African locks before it became a thing. Yeah. We mm. all would spray jabstone spray and only use twisting gel from jabstone and whatever. So it's it's a franchise that's been there for years. It's over 20 years old, right? So yeah. I'm 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 heartbroken sometimes that we don't talk about wealth enough as black people and we don't know that our talking and sharing our stories about I bought this franchise is teaching the next person you are almost informally mentoring someone she mm. she had journey her journey started so many so many so many times because she had never had another young black woman who had done what she was doing right exactly. come on you know and imagine if someone had been there on youtube and talking about this is what i have bought this is a franchise that I bought this is what I'm doing with it how many times she would have done the poultry farming even the diseased uh, uh, chickens all of that someone had done it before her yes yes that is so that is just so so powerful again it's allowing ourselves to ask for help before we even need how. So that's been such a learning lesson for me, Nizo, because mm-hmm. I used to think for me to get help or for me to get uh, support, I need to be breaking down. I should first be in breakdown mode before I can get any of that support. That's and that's like, and I realized that that's not the case. Yeah. No, yeah. I get and to I was- ask when I get to ask for how long before I need it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And our habit of playing small, we don't think we're doing something worthy. That's why mm. we don't share our journey. Oh, you own a salon. Okay, how did you do it? Exactly. And then someone will tell you. Internet cafe. She started an internet cafe when yeah. it wasn't a thing to own your own com- computer and to have Mm. And connection, connected, connectedness at your own house. She should have gotten far, right? There are people, yeah. there are internet cafes that are there for over thirty years. Why did they thrive? Because we do not speak about wealth, especially as a black nation. We don't speak about <sighs> what we are doing because we are so scared somebody else will surpass us. Or, or I, I have no idea what it is, but yeah, that hurts. Exactly. Exactly. It's really, really, um, it's a lot, right? So I think that we don't, and nobody teaches us that we get to ask for help, that you don't, A, have to have it together before you receive help. You don't have to earn help, basically. You don't have to fall apart. You don't have to have it together. You can be okay and just thinking of something and go get help. You can, I'm a big believer in, before I even do a thing, I'm getting coaches for it. Okay. Before I even dip my toe into it, I go and I get coaches and then I decide if this is the thing for me or not, or if I'm going to continue on this path or not. You know, I don't feel like I used to believe that, but I think I believe that you first need to go through and then struggle and then get help. 
But I think that this has been such a powerful podcast to talk about that. Okay, so my second takeaway um, was just about uh, following, again, like what I've said, intuition being a business strategy. Like I keep talking about this and I love how like she had dreams, right? She had a dream, she had dreams and she trusted those dreams, her buying her cousin's uh, township house, right? Like she saw that in a dream before. So then she trusted it. And even though she didn't have all the knowledge that we've been talking about, when she bought that property, she literally trusted the vision and the dreams. So it is also an it's also a business strategy. And I know in the world that we live in, we are taught to value the logical over the intuitive and over the spiritual. But I don't think that these things are mutually exclusive. exclusive. I truly believe yeah. that like, the spiritual and the intuitive gets to work with the logical. So if you start to feel it in your spirit and intuitively that real estate may be for you, then you yeah. start to research more on it, you bring in the logical, you bring in all that extra support. But yeah you use a lot of your intuition and a lot of the ancestral gifts. I love what, I mean, this is literally what I teach, especially in seven days tapping into ancestral money, wisdom training, which is a free training, right? And it's like, this is what I've been teaching people is how do you go back to reclaim those gifts and to find what those gifts are? And then you build a business, you build, um, you build your businesses around these gifts, because yeah. even though things are modern and they've changed, you say, oh, your ancestors didn't know about engineering. No, they didn't know that it was called engineering. But who built the buildings? Who was constructing the roads? We've always had these things in Africa, right? Like water, like getting water from the river, creating all these, li- uh, all these innovative ways of living. So our ancestors have been doing that. So obviously, if you come from a building background and then you're like, I think my gift is in building, then yeah, civil engineering is taking it even a step further. It's something that your people understand, right? Real estate also, building, construction, all that. So what is what are your innate gifts that you can start to capitalize on and start to build on and work from there? That's also really, really powerful. It is. It, it, it's such oh god i like that intuition is a strategy okay all right so my last takeaway is again i've been taught a lesson that sometimes your power team is just your inner self the <gasps> guys have been a power team i mean seriously yeah. How do you how do you move from East London and you are guided to come to come home and then there you are yeah. in every business every business of hers starts with a dream so power team for real estate maybe I need to listen to myself a little bit more you know sometimes when you lose a deal yeah when you lose a deal and you're like hey, that was such a good deal and you want to die sometimes you know you signed the otp you went and inspected and whatever but just remember some things were just not meant for you yeah but miso isn't the power team the very idea if you look if you rethink and grow rich 
Isn't that one of the most pivotal things that Napoleon Hill talks about? How he created spiritual power team and every night they would start to guide him and he would have really real conversations. Conversations. So what is that? You know, that is, but I think that most times we think, I think that we've been taught that like um, anything that is our ancestors is like, ah, what did they know anyway? What did they know? Yeah. Right. And I'm just like, wow, that is where it's at. Like if you can go in there and tap into that, super powerful. What a beautiful takeaway. It is I a love, big love takeaway it. for me. Okay, my final takeaway. And how Tiniko settled on one crop, you know, she found she, through trial and error, she planted many, many different crops. And then she settled on one thing that works for her. And even within real estate, she settled on land. This is for her, her strategy. And she's good with that. So you get to choose the thing that works for you. Like how you were sharing Mizo. It's like one guy was making 700,000 Rand on cabbage. She was like, was not profitable for me. But let me tell you about spinach. Spinach, that's where I'm making most of my money. So guys, Again, like finding the thing that works for you and then making, like working on that, working that and focusing on that can also be extremely powerful. Because I think that most people, I was saying to a friend that like most people, because they everywhere, they don't know how to focus on one particular thing. And so they lose out on that thing. Totally. Totally. That is such a powerful thing to 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 to, to say, uh, Van. I do. There is someone that I'm working on who needs to come on here. She only farms spinach, right here, forty kilometers out of Johannesburg. Wow! And she generates thirty thousand twice a week. Are you serious? So she makes uh, 60,000 rand a week from spinach only. A week. A week. Because her spinach goes to market. Victoria in Dovex. Veggie market. What are the chances? I would never have guessed that you can make 60,000 rand from spinach. Thank you. But I guess when a vegetable is your thing, it is your thing. Right? Just like when something is your thing, when that income stream makes sense for you and it works for you, that's the income stream that works for you. Oh my gosh, we have to get her on this podcast, Mizo. This is amazing. I honestly, before this podcast, so my other takeaway, just a bonus, was I didn't know how profitable farming was. Honestly, I had no clue before this podcast. Oh my gosh. No, I love, I love, I, I really love it. And, and COVID the curse and the blessing of COVID is it has given birth to young black graduate farmers. And what you find is that because we've got so many engineering skills, um, we've got so many business skills and, and, and other technical skills and financial skills, all these people that I know that are in farming now they, they, they got your MBAs and whatever, and they just do the numbers and they're like, oh, this is so easy. This right? Is so easy. Yeah. So, so the curse oh. and the blessing of COVID is 
growth of our own food and we're doing it mm. and it's amazing. So I'm working this girl. Let's see. Angela and she's all about farming and yet it's so I still I don't think I actually realized how she was always telling me how profitable it is but I think in my head I was like but now I'm like oh guys no count me in for the farming revolution I am within I am there oh it's amazing (laughs) anyhow we shall get you some more of this and thank you for joining us yes let's move on to the next segment guys Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Hi guys, welcome to the journey to magical expansion. This is the part of the show where we ask our our podcast guests the same six questions we ask every guest. And as usual, I'm going to have Nizo start us off. We love this segment of the show, Tineko. I hope you love it too. Um, okay. This is where this is where our guests learn to hear about new books. And um, tell me, is there a book that changed your life? It can be in now farming, <laughs> real estate. It can be any book, actually, any book that you feel like it turned your life around. Okay, um, yo, where is that book? I don't know the name. <laughs> Here is it. I just read it last month. Oh my. Oh. Yeah. Who moved my cheese? <laughs> yeah, I love that book. Um, I love this book. I really, really love the book. And um the book that I used to read a lot, it's um, Robin Sharma books. Robin Sharma books, I love oh, them. Yeah. yeah. I've got a whole lot of books, guys, in here. So yeah. <laughs> almost yeah. every month I read one book, you know. Okay. Mm, okay. I love that. That's amazing. Mm. Yes. You said Robin Sharma, which is your favorite book? The Monk Who Sold My Ferrari? Or the that's... Monk. <laughs> I just I just bought the the five a.m. That's the one that I'm like I'm not even gonna bother. No, is yeah. it? <laughs> I've never wanted to read that one. I was tired. Nah. <laughs> five a.m. club never. I did <laughs> buy it. Here's the thing. Uh, kudos to me. I did think for a hot second I was gonna be a five a.m. person. I mm. bought it. And then, like, I just never read it. Like, the first three chapters in, I was like, be honest with yourself. Are you ever going to be this person? Are you motivated to be this person? And my answer was, like, honestly, no. There's no motivation for me to change. So I was like, then just let yourself stop reading this because you're going to feel terrible. (laughs) So leave it alone. Leave it alone, right? Tiniko, uh, what keeps you inspired? Sorry? What keeps you inspired? Oh, <coughs> sorry, what gets me ins- inspired? What yeah, keeps what keeps you inspired? inspired? What oh, keeps what you keeps growing? me inspired? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. What keeps me inspired? Life, hey? Um, <sighs> not, I, I don't want, I want to know my next me, you know? Always. Mm. I want to know who's the next thing you go. I, 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 mm. That's my problem. So every time I would ask myself, who would I be after I bought this house? Who would I be after I bought this? Who would I be after? You know, I always want to, 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 to go to my next level. So I get yeah. to start, you know? So yeah. I, not knowing who I am, it kills me, hey? In the yeah. next, yeah. kills me, yeah. yeah. So I get inspired by wanting to know my next level all the time. Okay. Yeah. That is such a good one. That yeah. is such a good yeah. one. Is there anything you wish you had known, Tiniko, um, before you made your your real estate moves? Would you change anything? Do you think there's anything you would have wanted to learn before? I, I always say, if my mom, you know, as I told you, my mom was 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 a was somebody with a gift and an entrepreneur, and my father mm. was academic and working in corporate. So I always um, wish that my parents have set me down and gave me knowledge for the both worlds, you know? So mm. they said, they had set me down and said to me, Dinigo, do you want to go corporate or business and a gift? I would have uh, chosen business and a gift. And I think if these crazy things that I've done, there would have been, you know, uh, not that crazy. I would have gone through my businesses better and, you know, or do things orderly, as people would say. <laughs> Whatever orderly means. Okay. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, Tineko, because we already know you're going to focus on farming, what do you want, what do you think you still need to learn in farming? Okay, in farming, I still need to learn to scale, you know, to scale mm. bigger. Yeah, so I, I still need to, to find out um, how am, I'm a control freak. Hey? That is why I start and do things on my own and, and they, you know, they go south and I don't care and whatever. They, mm. so I, I'm always a control freak. So, but I want to learn to scale and let go of the management of the businesses. Mm, sure. So, um, in all my businesses, in fact, you know, the two businesses, the farming and the and the and the real estate, because um, I, I really need to grow. And as you grow, you need a team. So, yeah. learn to scale up, and I want to learn to have a team that can help me and go and access. You know, I've got a lot of money in the bank for my houses. You know, they can give me money. But just because I want to control, you know, I I always tell them to buy things cash. I don't want (laughs) everything, you know. So I want to let go go of of the control so that my business is... Yeah. 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 That's That's awesome. Yeah, it's good to know what you don't know. Yeah. So, Jennifer, my last question is, is there any particular YouTube video or uh, 
podcast that you follow that you can give as a recommendation to to someone who's listening to you? Is there anyone that's that's your favorite online these days? You, if you don't, a book is fine. Um, I like YouTube, you know, uh, most of my crazy ideas, I found them from YouTube. So um, <laughs> I, I'm always following, um, you know, um, uh, coaches on YouTube. I've always followed Angile. I, I've been stalking her, in fact, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I have many stalkers. I'm getting used been, to it. I've been stalking you so, for so long, you know, like I, I liked the traveling, you know, <sighs> Of the way you are traveling, because I'm I'm called to travel as well. So I've yeah. been I've been stalking you. I, I like the way you are living your life. And <laughs> otherwise, um, I'm also watching spiritual um YouTube videos. That's one mm-hmm. thing that I um yeah, otherwise when I get to YouTube, it's either farming. Vangile spirit spiritual you a <laughs> YouTube video. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I love it. Awesome. I don't I mean like why did I never ever imagine there's a there's a farming YouTube channel? <laughs> there is, there is, but they're they're not telling the you know the gist of the matter. So that is one thing yeah. that, that you know. So people are just telling you the top layer of everything you know but you know to be fair Tiniko even as someone even though I share as in-depth Miso can tell you that's literally even one percent of what I share so I think it's hard to share the full range of your knowledge on (laughs) online and on YouTube because you're already thinking oh I'm already sharing so much and you don't want to overwhelm people and I (laughs) definitely overwhelm people that's my speciality (laughs) so it's really really difficult so I understand when you say that that they're not sharing the full range but hopefully they're sharing enough that at least there's something helpful that you're getting from there yeah that's what I'm saying like when I watch your video um the that I'm going to get out of that video. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you didn't share everything, but at least I go out with something that is going to work, yeah. you know? Yes. So most of the farming base, I mean, like they, they can never tell you that um, there's, a, there's a disease uh, that can kill all your crop at once. You understand? So oh. it's sort of, I just want uh, people in social media to share enough to help somebody else, you know? Yes, At yes. That moment, yeah, you know? Yes, or, very, very important. The alternative is, or you are going to be that person. Yes, right? <laughs> today yes, I started, today I started my first, I started my first YouTube video today. <laughs> what's your channel so that we can send people actually we we might as well ask the next question which is how do people (laughs) get hold of you and what was your intention of coming on the show so let's start with the context for you what's your youtube channel so we can share it 
as women leading in male dominated industries women leadership uh, male dominated industries <laughs> <laughs> my oh, daughter is wow. complaining is like mama mm, 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 this is too dark we need to but i'm like hey i've shared it i've done it it's going to go out there <laughs> <laughs> awesome i love it okay and how else do people get hold of you i am i i love facebook hey i really really because facebook everybody comes there hey (laughs) facebook doesn't have doesn't have racism hey everybody comes there (laughs) i'm on facebook as tinyiko mutileni and okay LinkedIn for my professional um, clients for women leading in the male-dominated industries, Estiniko Mutileni, and today I started my YouTube channel. So, <laughs> guys, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was your intention for saying yes uh, to come on this podcast? I wanted to share my craziness. You know, maybe somebody would. Um, you know, um, benefit from from me being crazy in starting business, you know. Um, Maybe somebody thinks they are too crazy, you know. They don't know that there's somebody who's crazy like them. So I just wanted um, to share, you know, the knowledge of just starting, you know. Do not hold, just start. You know, when you start... God and 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 ancestors, they put every puzzle into its place. You know, they help you throughout. You know, so do not be afraid to start. It's it's going to be a very, it's a very good thing for you to experience. You know, so I sit down now and I look back, uh, twenty years back, and I'm like, wow. You know, everything has happened for me to come and this kind of a person, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing wow. so generously and so authentically about your journey, Tineko. Um, and it's been, it's been such a, you know, like entertaining. You are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are very funny because um this is this this is how some people learn and that's that that's why our podcast exists. We've got all kinds of investors. Exactly. We've got all kinds of investors and it doesn't follow that book, Shemia MBA, uh, unfortunately. You know, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's my pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tinika, and thank you, Property Magicians, for tuning in. It has been great to have you. Thank you, Misa. And just a reminder that the um, Property Magicians podcast is sponsored by the Property Magicians Stock File. And we are in the process in the month of no, uh, the month of August, uh, 2022, of raising one million rand for property yeah. deals that we've got underway that uh, we want to invest in, and that's about eighty thousand US dollars. We are on a mission to build a property portfolio that of income generating uh, property assets of. 
250 million rand or 17 US dollars by the end of 2025. So if this is something that you want to be part of and you want to join, then we want to invite you to go to the Stockfeller app. If you are based in South Africa, Namibia, Lesotho and Swaziland, you can go to the, uh, you can go to Google Play, you can go to iStore or you can go to Petal Search if you're with Huawei. Look for the Stockfella app. Stockfella is spelled S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. Again, S-T-O-K-F-E-L-L-A. Download the app, go to groups, and search for Property Magician Stockfile. Then just join the Property Magician Stockfile, and then you can just start investing. It's as easy as that. So if you're not based in these other four countries, worry not. Most of our investors are not. 50% of our investors are based outside of these four countries. So you can go find out more about how you can join the Stockfile by going to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfile. Stockfile is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. And guys, until next time, it has been our absolute pleasure. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangelia Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free, and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income, or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Listening property magicians, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host.